Let's talk about sex. <laughs> You know, I I don't think I've ever talked about sex on here. Well, at least not an episode exclusively on sex. I know I have touched on the topic of sex um, in some other episodes, like the episode on adulting and single motherhood, and when I've talked about dating, um... And in parts and pieces of, you know, all the other episodes, I, I have talked about sex, but I've never exclusively had like a whole episode about sex, which is sad <laughs> um, because as, you know, I am a body positivity and sexual pleasure enthusiast, sexual pleasure for women to be exact. Um, and I'm a published erotica writer and, you know, it's kind of sad that I haven't talked about sex on here. Um, yeah, that's strange. Anyway, in this episode, I would like to open that door. So, let's talk about adulting and sex. Shit, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello, my loves. Let us talk about adulting and sex. <laughs> I'm actually excited to talk about this. Um, now, I know there's plenty to be said when it comes to sex. Um, and especially as, you know, we, we get older and how navigating sex when you're a young adult is is one hell of an adventure um from when you kind of turn like when you turn 18 to your early 20s mid 20s excuse me to your late 20s it's different experiences and just a different adventure altogether um and it is quite the fascinating arena of life as i am finding out in my late 20s it looks so different and it feels so different to what it did in my early 20s um yeah so i i know that not everything can be discussed in one episode so we're gonna do this in multiple episodes along the way um where i'm gonna dedicate like specific episodes to exclusively talk about sex um but you know for for now for this first episode on adulting and sex um we're gonna talk about what sexual liberation has looked like in the transition from early to mid to late 20s um yeah (laughs) 
So, first and foremost, I think when when I say sexual liberation, I think it is coming into your own sexual persona and finding what your sexual energy is and what your compatibility is and what pleasure is to you um, as a person and how how do you experience that pleasure and how do you share and connect with your sexual energy um, with other people you know it could be one two three I don't know how many people um, and you know what what does that look like and what does it feel like um, you know yeah and in, in in the African context especially um, we're not told or taught about pleasure especially for women and there are plenty of conversations about that so I'm not gonna get into that um, but you know this especially for girls and you know as you're getting older um, a lot of what we're told about sex has to do with how you move your body um, because men like it a certain way how do you dress how do you prepare yourself etc etc all of it is centered around men and you know when you do have you know spaces and the opportunity and the platform to talk about sex with your friends it will always still go back to oh well this guy doesn't like that or this guy doesn't like that or that's not what i heard men like and stuff like that but very rarely like as i was getting older and even in my early 20s conversations were never about how do we find our own pleasure or what what exactly is pleasure um to us um so you know <laughs> if if you know you were to look at what my sex life looks like in my early 20s um it would look like a lot of sex that brought me nothing but chafing and a lot of late nights thinking and fantasizing about what could be um thinking about why I never you know felt the way like I would watch sex scenes on TV and it looked so passionate and so intense and real and I would spend a lot of time in my early 20s wondering what exactly they were feeling <laughs> in order um, to react that way because that's not what sex was for me and again going back to you know as I was growing up and as I was getting older um, even like in, in the peer pressure moments, all of it was just about the guy. It was never about me. Nobody had ever told me what I was supposed to feel um, when I was having sex. So I didn't really attach um, sex to pleasure, my pleasure. Um, and I didn't even know what pleasure was for me. Um, so... <laughs> You know, I I thought that um, the pleasure was, you know, going through the experience and then at the end of it, um, the guy would get his and my pleasure would, well, I'd never even thought of that, but as long as he was pleasured, I guess that was fine. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of late nights when I would just 
sort of reflect back and be like, shit, you know, I see all these scenes in the movies and it looks so passionate and so explosive. And for me, it was more like counting down the minutes through the incessant hammering um, with lots of fake moaning. Um, and I, I faked a lot. <laughs> Yo, my early 20s, I faked a lot. Like, oh, and I wasn't even good at the faking. So, I mean, that goes to say, like, the, the people I was engaging in sexual activity with couldn't give a shit um, because I wasn't even that good at the faking. Um, even though I did practice how I would moan, like, I would watch all these movies, I'd be like, oh, this sister girl in this movie or in this show looks like she's having the time of her life. And I'd practice based off of that. And I'd be like, okay, I need to sound like this. I need to move like this and shit. So when I did, you know, have sexual engagement or when I did have sex, I would try to emulate that. So a lot of my energy was also spent on trying to remember what it sounded like on TV so that I would sound the same. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny and that's tragic. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what it would look like. Oh, that's what it looked like in my early 20s. And I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it besides you know, the guys who are interested in hammering me. And I say hammering because that's what it felt like. Jackhammer. Like, if you know that jackhammer when, when like, construction people are drilling into the the ground, the really hard surfaces, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And it's just hammering with, like, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Thinking about it would make you dry up. But anyway, that's what it was. That's why I call it hammering. Um, and as far as I can remember, um, I think in my early 20s, the majority of the experiences that I had were just hammering and me counting down in my head to when it would end. And it felt, sometimes it felt like it took forever. Gosh. Anyway, now, I think it's important to also note that it's, it's like... I wasn't peer pressured into those experiences. I wanted to do, I wanted to have sex with the guys. I just had no idea what pleasure was for me. So I didn't know how to navigate that. But I did want to have sex with the guys. Um, I think for the most part, I found some form of enjoyment in watching the other person enjoy my body. Even though at the time I also wasn't comfortable with my body, so I didn't enjoy my body either. I wasn't in touch with my body. But I enjoyed watching the other person enjoy my body and do their thing. That 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 was fun for me. <laughs> so maybe maybe a lot of a lot of the sex that I had um, in my early twenties was around me wanting to see the other person enjoy my body. For me, I was just I just went through it. And honestly, like my body barely felt anything. Um, what I would feel afterwards was the chafing and the, like, you know what it, what, what it feels like? What your vagina feels like after a session of hammering? That's what I would feel afterwards. And um, yeah, and mostly, like, I couldn't wait to tell my, 
my friends and be like, oh my gosh, I got with this guy. And this was when like this whole issue of body count was like an issue. But I think I, I understood it on the reverse end where I think me and some of my girlfriends then, our issue wasn't to hide how many people we'd slept with. Our issue was to rack up the numbers so we'd be able to say, oh yeah, I added like two more people to my body count and shit. Um, maybe we got that in reverse. I don't know. But that's what it was. So like if if we're if we didn't see each other for some time then we'll be like, oh shit, I slept with this guy or I slept with this guy. Which was yeah. Anyway <laughs> that's a different conversation. I think we'll have a conversation about body count, but that's a whole different thing. So yeah. Um that's what it was in my early twenties. And I was getting like more and more curious. Um, this was also around the same time that I'd started doing a lot of reading. So I was, I was reading a lot of, not romance stories. I found like this rabbit hole on the internet where I started reading erotica at the same time. So I wanted to, I guess when I would read the erotica, I would also see the same kind of passionate explosion that I'd see on TV. But on paper, it was so intense. And I have a very wild imagination. So if, when I was reading the pieces, like it would be like a page, but my mind would go wild. And I was like, I need some of that. So around the same time, you know, as I would go through them, I was experiencing the emotions of the jackhammering. I would go back and like in my own space, I'll start writing about it. Like, if I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I spent a lot of time thinking, this is what this must feel like. So I started writing about it. And at the same time, I started exploring my body by myself. Um, you know, like just... If I see something or if I read something that, you know, was being done in like a sex scene, I would try to do that with myself. Um and see what it felt like um because i wasn't gonna get it from the guys i was sleeping with <laughs> yeah that wasn't happening um so i tried to feel it by myself so i tried to simulate that with myself and i would write it if i can't make myself feel that way i would imagine it and i write about it and that's how i started feeling pleasure and that's how i started exploring pleasure for myself um, even though at the time I didn't really know or, or the word pleasure wasn't what I was using to define what I was experiencing. Um, but it was just, it was something that was fun. But again, there was still nobody to talk to about it. I didn't feel comfortable talking about that with my friends because it felt um, way too intimate. I for sure couldn't talk about it with like the guys I was sleeping with in, in my early 20s. It just didn't feel comfortable but also like in hindsight looking at what kind of personalities they were back then I don't know if they're still those same kind of people <laughs> they were not going to comprehend anything I was gonna say um yeah but we were all young anyway <laughs> oh 
happened anyway um yeah so for from my early to mid-20s that's what sex was and that's how i felt pleasure primarily through my imagination that's where that's where all the pleasure was um and that's what it was felt pleasure like physically now with my ex at the at the time when we were dating um and this was not the pleasure i felt from watching him enjoying me this was me and my body feeling good and enjoying what we were doing and it was the first time that i lost myself in the moment um and I still remember every detail, well, nearly every detail of that experience, um, because it made I felt free in that moment when I lost myself. That was a new feeling for me. For a long time, through my teenage years to that time, um, so this is like context, right? I'd never um, considered myself to be attractive, and certainly not sexually attractive. Um, I was very insecure and very self-conscious about my body. Like if I gained a little weight, yo, my insecurities would be like at an all-time high. My self-esteem would decline and I would lose touch with my body. I didn't enjoy myself. I didn't enjoy my body. I didn't like looking at myself naked. Like dressing up back then took me, what, two, three, five minutes. I'm done because I didn't want to be naked for that long. Um, and I never considered myself attractive. So the idea of me, you know, being sexually attractive or, or being deserving of any kind of pleasure through sex was bizarre. Um, I thought that all the intersections of my life and all the intersections of how I thought about myself, you know, being thinking that I wasn't as attractive as my other, like the other young women around me, that includes my friends, um, me being a single mother, and me being an awkward person altogether. Um, I thought that I just needed to be grateful and content with the fact that someone wanted to sleep with me. So I hid in my body a lot. Um, I hated my body being naked. And sex, for the most part, was like a chore. Um, yeah, we've got to do it because that's what people do when they're in a relationship. Um, that's how I felt, you know. Um, and even though my ex, you know, my ex then um, really did what he could to make me comfortable and make me feel safe to talk to him about certain things, I did, to a certain extent, talk to him about those insecurities, but it was just not something that he would have ever understood because that was for me to process and that was for me to figure out by myself. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> um, but that one experience made me feel okay with being naked and being exposed and made me feel okay to feel pleasure, even in the slightest um, and after that one experience, I was like, I have to feel that again. Um, 
but you know we, we broke up and it took me a minute to feel that again i mean after that experience i was like yo what was that you know um so i kind of tried to figure out what it was and i tried to feel it again but it just no i, I kind of went back to the jackhammering um but internally for me i think i now started i started going through this process where i was changing my mindset um from the one that i'd had for years and that was going to take some time for me to unpack and dismantle and at the same time you know, around my mid-twenties is when I was also figuring life out. Like, transitioning from early to mid-twenties, I was figuring life out. So everything in my life was changing. <laughs> so, yeah, it took, it took a minute. Um, it took a minute. The second time I felt pleasure from sex happened almost like a year after me and that ex broke up. Um, and right after this very tedious situation trip ended, um, and it was with this guy I'd only ever seen around and he seemed nice, I guess he, he was a nice person well, yeah, he was, he's, he was a nice person, I suppose. I don't know. Never really got to know him, but that's not the point. Um, this was the first time that I intentionally went after a guy specifically for sex i wasn't interested in anything about him beyond that I, I well i knew his name um but i didn't care about any other part of his life i didn't want to know what he does or his interest nothing i just wanted sex and i wanted sex with him so i intentionally went after him um and on the outside, he seems like this hard person who, um, yeah, he seems like this hard person. This, yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to, how else to explain it, but he was very delicate and gentle in every way that mattered to me at that time. And I felt like my body opened up a little more with that one experience with him. That was the second time that um, I felt pleasure. And after that experience, I, I kind of started to realize that I felt pleasure in situations where I had some kind of control, um, which was similar to like the first time with that ex where I had some kind of control where I was like, let's do this and let's do it here. And let's try it this way. And having that kind of control and being able to say what I wanted um, and being able to go after what I wanted, that kind of opened up my body to feeling pleasure. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so after that, I realized that in situations where I felt like the sex was not being done to me or on me, um, but we were doing it to each other and doing it together. I felt pleasure in those, in those situations. So I started creating fantasies around that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I started fantasizing about pursuing and flirting and initiating, um, sexual relationships. And slowly I started opening up to the idea of living that fantasy, so, 
in my mid twenties. <laughs> I went on a, I went off an adventure, off, off an adventure for about a year and a half there, about where kind of had a series of one night stands, and um, not one night stands because I was exactly going out to the club. No, so I'm not gonna call them one night. So I don't know. It was just once off experiences um, that I had initiated. And I had some of the most exciting sex that with people whose lives I knew nothing about. And I think maybe that was part of the thrill. Like I didn't know anything about them. So I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care about them like that. That felt good. Um, and this was, you know, my mid twenties. That's when I started finding my sexual energy. I, I liked having that sense of control and, Oh, what an awakening that brought me. Like, I couldn't have... I wasn't willing to accept or tolerate the jackhammering anymore because I didn't enjoy that. Um, and I remember, like, one time I got with this guy and he was doing the jackhammering and I stopped him and I was like, I don't like what you're doing, get the fuck off me. Um... And, I mean, dude got mad, but I was like, yeah, I don't like the way this feels, so let's stop. And we didn't have enough time for me to be like, I like it this way. And when he started the jackhammering, I just lost interest, so that ended. But that, even being able to stop that experience midway gave me so much control and power, in a sense, and gave me confidence, because I, I felt good that I wasn't tolerating what I didn't enjoy anymore so that was a turning point in a sense um and this was around 2019 where I was bright at that mid-20 mark <laughs> um and you know I again I was still going through a year of realization in many aspects of my life I started refining what I wanted in my life what I wanted my life to look like. I was rebuilding my confidence and my self-esteem, and I was starting to realize my self-worth, which is very much attached to sex. And I wasn't just going to tolerate bullshit, even with sex. <laughs> but again, this was a process. Yeah, it took some time. But um, the quality of sex and the personalities of the people that I started having sex with in my mid-twenties is a far cry from my early twenties. So much better. Um, you know, I think the people that I had sex with from my mid-twenties um, to date have been more aware of themselves, but also very... Um, open to communicating so i'm able to be like yeah i don't like that or i don't i'm not enjoying that can we try this can we try this but a bit more mature so that also speaks to i guess me <laughs> i mean i'm older a bit older now so i i speak up more i suppose no that's not it that's not the way to put it no I know what I want and I'm not willing to compromise on what I want and so I don't. That's what it is. When it comes to sex, now, um, from my mid-twenties to now, I don't tolerate nonsense. And I will not have unpleasurable sex. I think that was 
what happened um, between 2019 and now where I had this awakening and as I'm working on myself and growing and becoming a better version of me, my sex life is the same. How I look at sex and how I look at pleasure is the same. And I'm a lot more selfish with my pleasure. It's not something that I'm just going to give out. Um, it's very specific. I know what I want and I know what I like. And it's taken a long time and it's taken a lot of bad sex to get me to a point where I'm like, no, I'm not having bad sex. And a lot of a lot of our sexual energies are attached to the entire process of us growing and getting better and becoming better versions of ourselves, right? Becoming more aware, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, as I went through that realization um, from my mid-20s to now, um, I could see myself differently. I felt more attractive and confident um, for myself and to myself. I started changing my wardrobe, my hair. I started to live and I was exuding that energy. Um, and so my sexual energy was also the same way and it was starting to clear. Um, and this was also the, like around the same time I started to write about sex a bit more intensely and more detailed um, because now I was, I was not only I was not imagining the pleasure I was starting to narrate based off of how I was feeling when I have sex and that that <laughs> that changed a lot of things from my life because um, for me writing about sex and experiencing sex go hand in hand um, I'm not great at processing things mentally, but when I write it down, I am able to see what's what. So when I started writing about sex, I could see, mm, I didn't really enjoy that. And if I was in a situation with someone at that time, I would be able to communicate to them. And sometimes if I'm not able to communicate with the people that I'm sleeping with, I, I will show you. I will write it down and I will show you. And read it and then you understand what I'm trying to communicate that's how it is for me um so yeah it, it's been <laughs> it's been it has been a journey um now between 2019 and now I think I've I've just grown into um, and I've embodied an entire sexual persona that has brought me pleasure and plenty, but has also narrowed down who I'm interested in having sex with. Which means that I get laid a whole lot less. Yo, oh, ah, yeah. When you know what you want and you know what energy you want around you, be it in life, friendships, and sex. Your options are fewer because you're not just, yeah. <laughs> Yo, if I compare how much sex I had in my early 20s and now, I have a, a lot less sex now. Like, I, I can go months without having sex now. Not on purpose. 
I I think I've done the, the deliberate celibacy thing one time or twice, but that was a while ago. Yeah, now, if I'm not having sex, it's not because I don't want to have sex. It is what it is. It just, I, yeah, there's just nobody to have sex with. And not because that I don't, not because I, I don't find people attractive. Um, but sometimes people ruin the sexual attraction by talking. And I'm also in that space where I want to I wanna talk to you first before we have sex, <laughs> which ruins the thing. It ruins the whole experience. So yeah, I have a lot of, a lot less sex now, which is a good thing because it's a lot of growth. And, um, but when I do have sex, I make it count. I make it count. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I am now. I should also say um, one thing that is very important. Um, I, like I said already, uh, I think my understanding of body count initially was on in reverse. Um, I thought I thought of body counts that you needed to have sex with a lot of people <laughs> for, for um, you to be a part of the entire body count conversation. And then I found out that, you know, as a woman, having a high body count um, means something different, um, which I thought was bullshit. So I don't believe in that shit. I think that shit is stupid. It's one of the stupidest things ever. Um, but anyway, um, I also don't think about how many people I've slept with uh, because for me, when we arrive on the 1st of January each year, everything I have done the previous year is erased. Unless it is relevant to my life moving forward. Everything is really erased, including the people. So I will also erase the fact that I knew you from the 1st of January. I don't know you. But also, at the same time, I feel like people just make it very unnecessarily big deal of women having sex as though women are not sexual beings we are we enjoy sex and we like to be pleasured and we like to be pleasured very specifically um and you know everything that is in contrary to that is just so irrelevant and unnecessary but anyway, I'm making note of this because, you know, one of the things that I have been constantly um, referred to, um, especially after I started talking about sex a lot more, um, is I've been called a whore multiple times. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, I guess in some way I felt like I, I need to always say that. Um, yeah, so my journey, overall, my journey towards, you know, my sexual liberation, that's what it looks like. And that's what it has looked like from my early to mid-20s. Um, and from my mid-20s to now. And I am looking forward to what it's going to look like for the next couple of years. Um, and I'm sure like five years from now, I will have something entirely different to say. But where I am now is I know what I like and I know what I want. And I like to go for it. Yeah. 
that's where I am now. So, my loves, I think for now, we're going to stop there. And we're going to pick this conversation up next time to continue talking about adulting and sex and what that looks like. But do do let me know what y'all experiences have been like. You know, what has your sexual journey looked like from your early to mid to late 20s? I want to know. I want to know and I want to talk about it. So y'all let me know. For now, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to have to say goodbye. Um, the next episode, which will be published not too long from now, um, because it's already there, um, is, yeah, I've been going through some changes in my life and I want to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, it's per usual. Thank you for listening. This has been Adulting with Jessica and we've been talking about sex. Until next time, stay safe (laughs) and use condoms. (laughs) Okay, goodbye my loves.